0: Hello and welcome back to the Latecomers. I'm
1: Amity. I'm Lemuel.
0: And we're gonna go on a heist this week.
1: Your heist. favorite kind of movie, I think.
0: It's my favorite. Well, it's one of my favorite.
1: Heists with romantic comedies. Could I get a like rom-com heist? Right.
0: That would be amazing.
1: You the oceans did. movies you are kind of. Kind of but like... you did with the, what was the film that we saw the other day? Um, not the other day. That's like an old people's term. So
0: like six months ago.
1: Right yeah, when we were in, <laughs> in Reno. Uh, well, I
0: don't remember because I fell asleep.
1: Oh, but that was a sort of a, a romantic heist movie.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though. Yeah. Ta-ta-ta! Mm. So this week we watched 1998's Ronin. Uh-huh. It's not about a samurai or an ex-samurai. Uh,
1: it's not about a Ronin. No actual Ronin were harmed in the making of this film.
0: No, but everyone
1: else was. Every This is a film... This um,
0: movie should be called Ronin, colon, Collateral Damage. Yes. It's real violent to people who have no stakes in the plot. It's crazy how many people end up just murdered. For the sake of what? A case. What's in the case? Don't worry about it.
1: It's above your pay grade.
0: We literally never find out. It's on
1: a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know.
0: The case's name is MacGuffin. MacGuffin G. MacGuffin. And that's it. That's all we need to know. Somebody wants the case, so we gotta get the case. Uh, If that
1: sounds like David Mamet dialogue, somebody wants the case, so you gotta get the case.
0: Also, (laughs) yes, this movie apparently was written by an incognito David Mamet.
1: As incognito as David Mamet can be, writing the way that David Mamet does.
0: As you looked up, why does this sound like David Mamet?
1: Oh. It was written by David Mamet.
0: It was... They... Here are some balls. Hey, David Mamet, we've got a script. You want to come punch it up? David Mamet doesn't do punch-ups. David Mamet rewrites and then puts a pseudonym on the, on the movie.
1: But it's almost, a, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah.
0: It's very, it's mam- mammity. It's mammody. Mammody.
1: Yes. Well, again, you won a Pulitzer Prize. Can you write up, you know, can you punch up the movie?
0: Yeah, no, I can't punch up the movie. I will rewrite your film for you. So the director says it's about 80% mammoth, which feels about right. So this movie, I had never heard of before we decided to watch it. Which is a shame, because I love a heist movie, and everyone in here is very good. And I really like the movie, and I'm sad I didn't see it sooner.
1: But you got to see it now. That's the important part. It's true. And Although every,
0: I fell asleep several times towards the end, that's not the movie's fault. We re- we finished it today.
1: She got tired of counting how many uh, innocent people are casualties.
0: shot. Casualties. <laughs> so many casualties. I mean, there is
1: so much casual violence in this film. But it's something I appreciate. Um, if you're watching a movie called Bad Boys 2,
0: oh, yeah. there's no. a scene...
1: Where their
0: collateral uh, damage situation was cars
1: dumb. Cars come flying off the back of a car mover, which I can't remember. Oh, if those that's things a
0: nightmare to me. Are Ugh. called
1: even though my dad used to drive one for General Motors, uh, or load one. They're called Final
0: Destination.
1: Right there we go, <laughs> and during the, cha- the this chase, cars come flying off of it into a busy freeway. It's um, on a bridge. Right. It's not even a bridge, on a freeway. Right, it's on a right.
0: bridge, so they couldn't. people couldn't get away.
1: And somehow, someone has the nerve after the scene is over to say, you're lucky no one got hurt. Yeah, it's like, the
0: police chief says that, too. That should, should have killed every single person in a five-mile radius. I definitely think. did.
1: Um, so this is a movie where there are shootouts, people get shot just passing by. There people are get car shot chases that are
0: extremely very, very well done right? and also take out vendors, diners, people on dates. I, would, yes. I think that it's, hard, it's a little bit hard to watch right, now, now when people on, in Nice and Paris, which is where these um, car chases take place, are using cars as weapons in terrorist attacks. This is a, a, a different time. This is a yeah, simpler But there's a scene time. where
1: um, where a car during a, one of these chases, because it takes place in, in Nice. Nice. N- nice. I'm going to call it Nice. Nice. Um, where Just the like streets in
0: Clear Lake.
1: Are. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the streets are very narrow. Really, yeah, weird. and that's kind of what's unnerving about. The t-
0: At any moment, I right. was like, "They're gonna just get mushed in between two There's buildings and that are gonna be stuck."
1: Actually, really gave me pause where a car stops by running into the diners in an outdoor cafe. Yep, and you see people go under the wheel, and it's yep. done. It's not over dramatized. It's done so casually, like, "Well, this is what happens when you have a high speed car chase." Because we need the extreme. case, goddamn it! Right. It's yeah. There, there's parts of this film. People get shot. Innocent people get used as body shields. Someone shoots a skater, an ice skater, <laughs> which is to me yeah. It just seems horrifying. I don't well, know why. Well, she's like,
0: skating right on the ice, minding her own goddamn business.
1: Right, and it seems for all the world like you've just shot a swan in front of us or something. It's terrible. I it's, don't know why it, That part bothered me so much. Like oh, it's kind of like I had a friend who saw The Ring. The American version. And there's a scene where a horse drowns. Yes. Apropos of almost nothing in the it rest It goes of off the,
0: the side of the boat.
1: It goes off the side of a ferry and drowns. And for some reason, despite the fact there are supernatural monsters or demons or, and people are dying in horrible ways, that horse really affected her.
0: Well, because I've never met a demon, <laughs> I've met a horse.
1: Right. Well, so that course, might be why I connect with the
0: horse. So you wanted to give us a little primer well, on the director of this film? The director
1: of this film is a genius who came from the early days of television. And one of the great pities is that John Frankenheimer never got to work up to his potential. He came out of the gate with, I mean, some of the films, The Birdman of Alcatraz, for instance, The Train. But more importantly, he really revolutionized filmmaking with A Manchurian Candidate. Okay. Which, if anyone in the audience cares to see the original film, there's a, a very good remake With Denzel Washington. With Denzel Washington and Liev Schreiber? Liev. Liev. But the original film is done in this very um, peculiar style that Frankenheimer had at the time, where he uses a lot of reflected images, images from television screens, because he he worked in television, Mm -hmm. um, to create the story of a... Candidate who's been brainwashed and he's
0: yeah. Let's not say anything. Right. Let's not spoil the, no, spoil candidate. the movie because that's okay.
1: obvious from the first twenty minutes. Of the film what's yeah. Going it's on. about
0: brainwashing.
1: But that's what it's about. The uh, yeah. And then uh, he did another film, Seconds, which is a great piece of science fiction about a middle-aged man who discovers an agency that allows him to change his identity and become a younger man somewhere else.
0: Okay, so. These are all good movies. This is mm. a good movie. Right. What is your what? Why? What is your woe is Frankenheimer?
1: Because at the end of his career, he was working for television a lot, and he didn't get to. It's like it was one of those. And this people. is
0: working for television in the '90s, not now. Because working in television now is mm.
1: basically right,
0: basically like getting a three-hour or you know a three-part movie a lot of times. Exactly.
1: But this was working in television at the very beginning of television, cable television. Getting um, recognition and yeah, he did there, he... HBO
0: movies. Yeah, that won a bunch of awards. Yeah, I he guess won three Emmys, possibly.
1: I think, three consecutive Emmys. Um, so his work was still being recognized, but he also wound up doing things like the Out of Doctor Moreau, which he said was his worst experience as a filmmaker ever.
0: Well, that movie is so it, t- notoriously
1: the way it went off the rails um, bad uh-huh.
0: that there's a documentary about how bad it was. But this is a That guy. was I guess being filmed contemporaneously. Yes. Like like I'm waiting for that for the Trump presidency, right? <laughs> right. Like that's definitely going to happen. Like as soon as he's not in the White House anymore, it's going to be like here's tapes.
1: Right. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm not looking forward to that, although But like
0: how bad uh, does it have to be? For there to be contemporaneous footage of how bad it is.
1: He's going off the rails, and he's, watching and he personally feuded with uh, Val Kilmer so hard that the day that Kilmer finished his last shot, Frankenheimer stood up from his chair and said, get that bastard off my set. Ooh,
0: yeah. I heard Val Kilmer's not great to work with. Right.
1: I don't know if he even got with I think the, he's right.
0: method, and...
1: Well, between... That's...
0: When when you hear uh-huh. that an actor is method, that's code for
1: a dick. <laughs> well, often it is. <laughs> like, I think that Because in, I
0: think there's a way to work in the method and then there's what these people do.
1: Frankenheimer didn't really have a chance. He got bought into this film after the original director had been fired and he was dealing with Brando and Kilmer, who are just
0: That's just a lot of pulling a uh, lot of egos in separate ego, directions. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, if you look at the history of what he did, uh, part of the reason why he's so great with the car chases is that he directed Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, He's known for the car chases. Oh, he
0: directed The French uh, Connection? Oh, well, that's like...
1: Um, uh,
0: That and Bullet are the car chase
1: movies. Um, He did action movies. He directed a movie called The Challenge, which, for better or for worse, accidentally introduced us to Steven Seagal.
0: His last movie... Theatrically was uh-huh. *Reindeer Games*, which is a Ben Affleck movie that nobody likes, but I didn't I like hate. It. I, didn't I, I like, didn't. I wouldn't say it, like this movie's great, but I remember watching it and enjoying it for it's what a it was. Heist movie
1: I, exactly. I, I love yeah, the twist of how he gets rid of the money in the end. Uh, I can't
0: even remember. So. It was
1: really lovely. He just. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I no, won't spoil we, I that.
0: will watch it again. But, it's, but it
1: has a really fun ending. Last ten minutes that. But film also, that I, I, I like.
0: have a warmth for Ben mm. Affleck that maybe I shouldn't have. I don't hate him as an actor. I, people want to hate like him as an him. actor.
1: I like him. I remember seeing him on a PBS show called Voyage of the Mimi. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. When he was a child.
1: Whale hun- whale hunting. And so I always felt better. Oh, there's that guy that I thought was really good. You know, he's yeah. really good in that show. He was like the central character.
0: Yeah, people want to give him crap mm-hmm. for being a bad actor, and I don't think he's a bad actor. He was even
1: a better Batman than you expected, for God's sakes. You know, just... I couldn't like.
0: say I haven't.
1: You know, as Batman invested as some of us.
0: Are. I'm not watching those movies. Yeah. I tried to watch the Justice League. I
1: it was fun. It I can't, and it was mostly because of uh, what's his name playing the Flash. I thought he actually did a lot of. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, he liked whom we need to
0: speak about. We need to speak
1: about Kevin. <laughs>
0: Uh, Um, Ezra Miller is his name
1: who really lightened that movie up and I think that that really was what it needed this film's taking themselves far too seriously anyhow though and
0: Jason mm -hmm. Momoa so we all know I'm watching Aquaman even if it is just wet Black Panther that's fine (laughs) I'm fine with it I really like Black Panther (laughs) I will watch another version of that that's fine um, but
1: going back to Frankenheimer, he really did change a lot of the way that films are made now, and so it's a pity that he didn't get to do more of that kind of work. But
0: he made several he very, good he movies, made some so very good I'm movies, so I'm not going to go ahead and weep for him. I'm going to no. be like, thanks. And no, French it, Connection, I'm sorry, French, 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 French
1: Connection, Connection 2. It wasn't the, the first French Connection. Okay, I do not think yeah. so.
0: That makes more sense. But French French he Connection did. He did a lot a with the... Title. Um,
1: uh, he, he did a lot. He, he moved the... Um, he raised the bar with filmmaking, and especially after television, when movies were trying to find their way, he really did sort of make it into this almost, when you're watching the Manchurian Canada, um, Candidate, almost like a mixed media presentation at times. Yeah, He really did change things. Um, but this film is actually very good. I like it. It's, the direction is very tight. The dialogue is very sparse.
0: I wouldn't say that the dialogue is sparse. Well, what That's say, not the word I would... So this movie... Um, introduces the first person we see is robert de niro as fitting for a de niro movie uh he is sam he is ex-cia maybe (laughs) we never know his last name we see him casing uh, a cafe he goes around the back and that's when i was like (gasps) wherever they are has the craziest alleys because he has to go down all these steps and Mm -hmm. then he's in an alley which is just the back of all these shops on two sides of the street and there are all these steps down to this place I'm just like what even is this that I am looking at it was very strange and he um, hides a gun back there and then he goes around and goes in and they say we're closed and I'm like there are 19 people in this cafe I do not think you're closed and he goes just a small drink and um, the woman barista says he's fine, and then they all get into a car together
1: <laughs> and when you say they all, it's a bunch of
0: so it's
1: characters a
0: bunch of yeah the characters in the movie, so they're all meeting up because they've been hired by said barista uh who's played by what's her name
1: I'm Natasha Mccklehorn
0: yes, she's playing Irish in this but she's a british lady um it's a bunch of people who have been hired to get something at some point in the next month. Like, that's how it's first introduced. And we have Sam, who is our Robert De Niro. We have Larry, who is a dude. His name, his real name is Skip, Skip Sudeth. And he, I thought, might be somebody who was... In, um, said he, well, the was in the Sopranos. He, he was one of those, actors. but he's not. He, I don't know why I know him. I really don't. I looked at his, he's a big dude, a big doughy dude. <laughs> he's the driver
1: who did most of his own stunts, is my understanding. Oh, really? Yeah, he did a lot of his own driving stuff.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, there's Sean Bean who is playing an Englishman named Spence, he is the firearms specialist, also adult. Um, Stellan Skarsgård as Gregor, he's a German computer specialist, formerly associated with the KGB, maybe. Um, then we have Jean Reno as Vincent, and he is the gunman, along with Sam. I guess Sam is supposed to be, like, the smarts? He looks like he's the brains of the
1: operation, frankly.
0: And then um, he, and then we've got, so that's the, the group. We've got the man with the weapons, the man with the computers, the man with the cars. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Vincent and Sam, who are the man's, men that are going to be holding the guns and carrying well, out the planes.
1: Also now, Vincent, this is Jean Reno, right?
0: Vincent
1: is Jean Reno. Jean Reno, um, he also is the guy who gets things. He's... Because when they first hit... This, yeah. Yeah, when he, they first hit Paris, because this is his territory, you know, you want the guns, I'll, I'll direct you to a guy with guns. If you want the cards, I'll direct oh, you to Oh, yeah, the guy with
0: he's cars. the... Yeah, he's their... Um, he's
1: procuring things for the, them. Pu-
0: yeah, the procurer. He's red from Shawshank. <laughs> if you need a you thing, I'll get you a thing.
1: In this kind of... Situation is professionals, and that's what the movie is about. Yeah, is about people and their degree of professionalism, which is. Are you I hearkening really like.
0: back to the professional?
1: No, no, the no, original no. genre. No, I mean, what uh, this is something I like about this film. These are guys who are sorting out the wheat from the chaff in terms of who really knows their business and who doesn't. And yeah, there's a lot of well-written dialogue in that first scene, which goes on for a little bit. Yeah, and it's mostly. Sam measuring everyone.
0: Yeah. Doing oh, it yeah, in very sure.
1: clever ways. And realizing that Jean Reno maybe is the guy that you should be, who should be watching your back and maybe Sean Bean isn't the guy who should be watching your right, back. Right,
0: and also Stellan Skarsgård is a computer guy but also uh-huh. has some skills because he drops a coffee cup and Stellan right. Skarsgård grabs it before it hits the ground. By the mouth,
1: not by the bottom. So, so no, 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 no,
0: is... grabs the top of it. Right. And, uh...
1: That's what is surprising. He's like, like, huh, oh. good
0: reflexes. I'm like, oh, you've been sized up, sir. Right. Um... And then the person that's hired them is Deirdre, Natasha... Uh,
1: or she's the mouthpiece of the person. I know, but what... How Mackel- do you home. say...
0: Mackle... Mm-hmm. Macalhone? Macalhone. That last name is hard. So, Deirdre De- that's
1: why she is lives by the an
0: IRA mm-hmm. operative. Her boss is Jonathan Price, but we don't know that right away. Um, and basically, she says, there's a case. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in a place in France. We don't know where yet. There's going to be several people guarding it between five and eight, between two and three cars and it's going to and we're going to take it from them sometime in the next 4 weeks. That's literally all you right. know. And you're going to get 5000 a week and $20,000 at the at the completion of the which uh, doesn't seem situation. like much
1: given what they're going to be asked to do. Nope, but which is well, which comes back. The plan is supposed to be they just snatch it from a car. No, that's not what winds up happening. <laughs>
0: no, and so they start gathering supplies, right? Mm. And so they go to get guns. And they're immediately double-crossed at this gun situation. But Sam is like, I don't trust these dudes because they're not on the up-and-up with them. They don't drive up and meet them where they're supposed to. Right. They want them to kind of go onto this covered bridge. And Sam's like, I wouldn't. And uh, Spence, Sean Bean's character, is like,
1: it's fine. What? It's fine. We now, can take them if we have to take them. It's fine. What was your read on that? <laughs> Because it seemed to me like he it was seemed to me like he was or, and maybe strung out, popped up on either adrenaline or something.
0: Also, a person yeah. who had relied on his street smarts up till now and hadn't mm. died. He's out of his league, obviously. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he says that he has military background, um, but then is called out later and.
1: That's how you can can tell the fakes in this film. They talk more than the guys who yeah. (laughs) So Sam's like, I
0: wouldn't go over there, and Mm -hmm. and uh, Spence is like, Well, I'm going, and Jean Reno's like, Well, I'm being paid to go, so I'm going, and then Sam sort of waits back Mm -hmm. and sees a sniper takes out the sniper, but then a gunfight ensues, wherein does everybody. And nobody gets shot at them. None of their, sh- guys, their guys, guys get shot. shot. They end up killing they everybody. Get shot and they get the at. Gu- they take the guns that they, and the a, money. The, so
1: then Sean Bean's mm-hmm. like, it's a win. Yeah, no, no Sean Bean <laughs> has a moment before this where uh, Jean Renault has to save him because yeah. they're in a dark tunnel. The other guys turn on their lights on the high beam and then so he's right. blind and just wandering into the gunfire. Into the, right. And, so he, and then once he gets started, he starts shooting at everything that moves. Yeah. So he's a real liability.
0: Yeah. And he but he gets kicked out when they get back mm-hmm. to the to the the lair or wherever he says, um, you know, that's when Sam confronts him and it's like, You were well, you know, well, where were that. you from? And he was mm-hmm. like he's like, I I served in whatever and he says something about, you know, well what color is the boathouse boat, house? boat house at something. this location or whatever, and the guy like freaks out and doesn't answer. And then later, and that's when they kind of are like, oh, well, this guy clearly doesn't have the qualifications. Mm-hmm. So they send him packing. Apparently John Frankenheimer was going to have him killed off screen, mm-hmm. not knowing that later Sean Bean would be the one who dies in all of his movies, right. <laughs> um, but they ought not to do that. They basically just send him packing. They're like, you don't have the skill set that we need, so peace.
1: Well, it, it, it's uh, instigated by Sam asking for more money because he tells me. Oh, Deirdre. no,
0: that's what I was going to say. The yeah. next thing, I thought that was right after no, that. No, he goes, you know what? Where I'm, he says...
1: This is amateur hour. If this I knew is that. This is bullshit. Right.
0: You guys don't know what the fuck's going on. These guys don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need $100,000 right now in a bank account. I don't need you handing me cash. And I'm gonna need a hundred thousand at the end of this. So yeah. originally it was a forty thousand dollar job, and he's upped it to two hundred, and that's for everyone. Right, he's making
1: a payout for everyone. Which is
0: why I thought it was after they got rid of Sean Bean because I don't think he was like at this motherfucker too. Um, what you get
1: from Sam is that there's a lot of loyalty, and I think that's what comes back to the the notion in the very beginning of the film. There's the captions, or uh, there are captions that narrate what a Ronin actually is. What a Ronan is. Oh, so let's so let's a,
0: talk about that. So Ronan is. A a disgraced samurai,
1: Well, is, basically. Right, if their job is to live or die by the existence of their lord, and their lord gets killed, then they didn't do their job. Right,
0: and so they're supposed
1: to... So they can either ritually commit suicide, Yay. or they can try to find a way to... Or they
0: become, like, freelance assassins.
1: Right, as a matter of fact... But they don't
0: have any honor at that point.
1: Well, they don't, they're not regarded as having any honor at that point, but they become mercenaries, and they do have all those skills that they've spent their entire lives owning. It feels honing. a
0: little like Babylon A.D.,
1: yeah (laughs) well better Um,
0: you're a a terrorist I'm a mercenary you're a terrorist I'm a mercenary (laughs) it's the same kind of thing where it's like uh, you're really splitting hairs here on some things that are basically the same
1: the rodent actually there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stories about them like what they did because some of them actually wind up becoming uh, sort of superheroes you know um, in Japanese uh, folklore because they don't have to hew to anybody. And then Kurosawa, oh, yeah. when he did Yojimbo, he, there's share Mufuni, is the image of the masterless samurai who just goes along righting wrongs because he's bored. Oh,
0: it's just a vigilante. Right. Because so he, he has the Right. He has The, the skill set.
1: And he can sort of right wrongs his own kind of way. And a
0: lot of times, it's not your fucking fault right. that your lord got killed. Right. You could have been hundreds of miles away.
1: No. The like, there's nothing that you could
0: have done. That they're
1: referring to specifically is the, the forty seven. Yeah,
0: let's wait until we get there. Cause but, that's but we'll a, a discuss whole thing. that,
1: yeah. As, as, as um,
0: so, also at some point, Jonathan Price enters the picture, talks to Deirdre, and apparently the Russians are trying to get the... Uh, case as well. So now it's yeah. like a race to the Russia to get them, it away from the Russians. We still don't know what's in the case. Hey, spoiler alert. We never know what's in the case. Never, never. Ever. We don't know. Uh, so then they head to Nice. Um, nice. It's Nice. Would you stop it? And they're doing setup, and Sam really runs through. He's like, they've, they've done, you know, they've run maps and everything, but he's like, this doesn't feel right. Let's go boots on the ground let's mm-hmm. go see what's up with the hotel let's go check out who these people are that have this case um and so they're saying they go to the hotel they see the guy with the case and the people that he's with because there's a principal like it's bodyguards mm-hmm. and one of them has this case so there are also humans that are being guarded by these people not important to them.
1: The guy's chained to the, brief, I mean, handcuffed to the briefcase. The,
0: but the guy, oh, like one the of the guys handcuffed to the briefcase, and he does a, like a test on them mm-hmm. where he like moves a sign to be leaning up against the porter's carousel. Mm-hmm. So when it gets moved, the sign clatters to see what the reflexes of yeah. this group of bodyguards is so he can a, sort of assess their skill
1: set. Th- that's what makes the violence so heinous in this movie. Because Sam takes such pains not to be intrusive, right? That when things well, start going well, not just
0: not to be intrusive, but to know what the fuck he's right, walking into. So
1: that when things go go sideways, you're like, "Oh shit!" This he yeah. was so tightly structured and so careful with mm-hmm. what he, the way that he plans. Right. Um, that when you see all this sort of, it's the violence becomes cathartic and then really terrible. Yeah. Because it's just it's it's out of control.
0: Yeah. So and then they're staking out another place and then. The police go by, and so they, of course, do that thing in no, the movie. No, this is they Deirdre and Sam. Do. Deirdre okay. and Sam are, are staking out, and he kisses her because the police still see yes, kissy, kissy, kissing, and then they stop kissy, kissy, and then they're sitting there. And then she decides she wants to continue kissing, kissing.
1: which I thought was a fun way of doing that. Scene. Yes,
0: so they. Have, they develop feelings for each other. We don't know that they have sex. They totally had sex. They're grown ass adults. They definitely had sex. Um, and then, like the next day, it's it, they know they find out it's not happening the following day because the people that they're supposed to meet or whatever are out of town. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be the following day at least. Anyways, they finally figure out what day it's gonna be, and they're setting up. Um, this sort of ambush and it doesn't go great (laughs) it turns out there are three cars they they use a grenade launcher to take out one of the cars but another one of the cars goes around the case car Mm -hmm. goes around so there's a pretty heinous car chase and uh many people die (laughs) and but they finally catch up and um, with Gregor, like, in 1998, mm-hmm. going, like, directing them. Like, he has a... I it's, don't know how yeah. he knows. Although there is a clicker. Like, the way that they originally stopped the cars is they can change the, uh, the stoplights. Mm-hmm. And so while they're stopped at a stoplight, that's when he, um, Sam takes out the front car with the grenade launcher. And, yeah, It's not in rural... It's not in the country. They're in a Mm, town. They're just, like, in the middle of this town.
1: Yeah. And Uh, they're spraying things with gunfire. There's a scene mm -hmm. in... They're shot in that scene where... uh, And again, you don't know if these are good or bad guys that they're shooting at. Yeah, we don't know anything about the effects. Anything about them. So there's gunfire everywhere. There's people that you expect to be heroic just shooting into crowds of people. Yeah. And... There's a shot there of a guy who's just standing in a flower stand trying to get away and gets shot and And goes down. And just gets shot and goes down, yeah. I'm like, oh,
0: that guy's going to, oh, yep, There's a lot of
1: little scenes like that. And I think I was too used to a generation of Bond movies where all the innocent bystanders jump out of the way in the nick of time. Yeah, no, 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 these bystanders
0: are getting straight killed. Um, So finally, they're able to get up and catch up with the people with the case and gregor gets the case but he's double crossing them he has a set another case and he puts the other case in a bag and then he hands or he puts the real case in a bag and he hands the fake case off to sam but the spray paint is it's been spray-painted silver. Because the case
1: it, had to be made right on the floor.
0: And it comes off on Sam's hand, and Sam says, uh, and I think maybe Vincent has said it at that point, and Sam says, ditch the case, throw it. Like, get rid of it. And Vincent throws it, and then it explodes.
1: Explodes everywhere.
0: Which I wouldn't have realized. Like, he, he knew immediately that it was a decoy, but I wouldn't have also assumed it was an explosive. Although, a lot of people have died. Yeah, <laughs> given the,
1: the the carnage that happens in this film, you're just maybe. Yeah. So I'd be wary of everything. That pie, that pie could explode.
0: So then, this is the part where things sort of disintegrate. So, um, Larry, the driver, has gotten shot in the leg. Um, he and Vincent and Sam all seek help. Deirdre has peeled off, separated and is now off with Jonathan Price, their boss, her boss. So technically Sam and Vincent and Larry are done. They are not still working for Deirdre and Seamus, mm-hmm. which is Jonathan Price's character. They're not still working for the I don't the think Irish they
1: ever team. knew they were working for Seamus. No. Well, turns out
0: Sam does Uh. because he calls him out by name later. And I'm like, I didn't even know what his name was. Um, So Sam and Larry and Vincent get Sam or get Larry sort of patched up. And Mm -hmm. then they're still going to go after Gregor. Now, I don't know if it's to get the case back to try and get that other $100,000 that's owed to each of them at this point, Uh um, or if it's vengeance. Like, because technically they're unemployed at this point, right? Like, your employers have abandoned... you. Because that was the other thing, was consistently they've said through the thing, after the case has been snatched, we separate. That's it.
1: Yeah. There's no... Well, also, through the (sighs) early part of the film, Sam keeps, when he's being asked... He's really good at evading direct questions. Yes. But he every time he's asked, he keeps bringing up the money. And Jean Reno, Reno his character also keeps bringing up money. I'm being paid for this. Right. So I'm, I wasn't sure if, despite the fact that I keep emphasizing they're like mercenaries, they also seem to have a really um, deeply embedded code of personal honor in the middle of this.
0: Yes. Well, Sam and Vincent are are becoming very good friends
1: That's the like comedy legitimate to... friends
0: hey if you're a grown-up and you don't know how to make friends be in a heist maybe you'll go. find a that friend we'll solve all because they definitely i'll try friends. it tomorrow um so larry fixes himself up uh gregor has sold the case that the irish want to the russians i'm assuming this is a bomb of some sort
1: I don't know. You only Who find knows? out at the very end that it had some sort of impact on these Irish talks, so... Well,
0: sh- that's not what had the impact on the <laughs> Irish talks. The fact um, that you killed the Irish terrorists. Yes, <laughs> that was that's what, that's what did it. Um, so, he's gonna... There's an amphitheater, almost like the Colosseum, but mm-hmm. it's in, in Paris? Nice. Still in Nice, I think. Oh no, it's an oral, as in fields of oral, It's a game. Um, it's an oral The Aurel amphitheater where there are not one but two school field trips happening. So, yeah, that's fun. Lots of opportunities for and children. So to Gregor is gonna go and get his money and give the case to the Russians. Um, and they find out that that's going to be the case. I don't know how, I can't remember how, it doesn't matter. They find out, and so Vincent and Sam go, and Larry drives them, and Larry is waiting in the car for them, and they go in. Gregor has to kill his contact because this is being double-crossed. This is basically, we're going to kill you and take mm-hmm. that case. Thanks, yo. When you're by yourself, and you have a very valuable item, and that item is valuable to, you know, terrorists, you're probably going to die. You can't do that shit by yourself. So Gregor kill like kills his contact and then is found by Sam and Vincent, but takes off, and then many people, many people are killed <laughs> as they're trying to get out. The the two of them are trying to get the case back from Gregor. Gregor's just trying to get the fuck out. And then uh, Jonathan Price, we see him. But then, we don't know where he goes. But then, they get back to the car. No case. Sam and Vincent still don't have the case. They get back to the car and they scoot in. But who's in the car? It's not Larry anymore. It's Jonathan Price and Deirdre. I think they're both there. And And yeah, poor Larry. Larry is dead next to the car. His throat has been slit. And then now Sam hates Seamus. Vincent hates Seamus. And they have really split. So they're kind of left behind, I guess. They get out of the car. They're not killed. Mm -hmm. But it's like now it's Vincent and Sam against the world. For. What I'm unsure of, which is why the end is like, oh, maybe for national security. Um, And then they're trying to figure out like what's going to happen. What's what? Where is he going to go? What's he going to do? So the Irish want the case. The Russians want the case. Gregor has the case. Gregor's been double-crossed one of those groups and been double-crossed by the other one, but he still has this case and wants his money. So what's he going to do? And they kind of track down. They're like, well, the Russians set this all up, so he's probably still going to go with the Russians. Where are Russians in Paris right now? And they are at the ice skating.
1: Watching Katarina Witt.
0: Yes, Katarina Witt, who's not playing herself, but playing herself
1: playing an ice skater. She has, I don't think, a a word of dialogue in this entire film. No, she doesn't.
0: Um, No, she does. She asks if her boyfriend, Mickey, is okay. So, apparently, she is girlfriend to the Russian mob boss? Or the leader of the Russian group that wants this case? Right,
1: I don't think... Yeah, yeah.
0: It's unclear if they're actually involved they kiss on the mouth, but it's weird. Anyways, he's there <laughs> watching her every night, and so he's he. They are like, okay, we're gonna go to the, get to the ice skating show. That's where the Russians are gonna be, so we'll follow the Russians to Gregor because that's the best plan that we have. So they go to the ice skating show. Mickey is there, the head Russian guy, um, and they watch through binoculars, some stuff going down, and they then they see Mickey leave, and Mickey is sort of called to a back room where Gregor is, and Mm -hmm. Gregor says it's the meeting, give me my money and Mickey says I thought the meeting was later, so I don't have the money, and he's like, bullshit and he goes, maybe, maybe I do have the money where's the case? (laughs) and the case is in the floor, he pulls the case out and Mickey pulls a gun on him uh, and, and oh wait, he gives him the money, and it's real money this time, because the last time it was it was uh, bills one wrapped around. real money, and many yeah. papers underneath the real money. That's why you always if you're ever given a briefcase of cash, really do that flicky thing to make sure that it's actual yeah, money. you want to <laughs> um and so he has the cash, and he says, "I have a friend, a sharpshooter." If you, if I have to call them in 45 seconds to let them know that I'm safe, and then I need to call them again in 10 minutes to let them know that I'm safe, and if I cannot make that call, then they're going to shoot your friend. That's what they say. They're going to shoot your friend. They don't say what friend. I don't say anything about that. And uh, Mickey pulls a gun. Then there's a countdown. <laughs> like, as... Sam and Vincent are trying to get, trying to find where Mickey went. Um, and there's like he's like, you've got thirty seconds, twenty seconds, and then we're we're interspersing scenes of Jean Renault and Robert De Niro running through this <laughs> amphitheater or like this. Uh,
1: yeah, it is. It's, a, it's a, not an
0: amphitheater. Well, there was an so, amphitheater earlier. In yeah, the amphitheater this is earlier. This auditorium? is just the auditorium or like. Yeah. Wherever you have the ice capades, one of those places.
1: Um, Convention center. Yeah, sure. At least I had the ice capades (laughs) when I was a kid.
0: And uh, finally, I guess Mickey gets tired of the countdown and shoots. Stone stars Guard in the face.
1: In the face. In
0: the face. Very round hole, right in his forehead. And then, because the countdown was down to like five seconds, Katerina Vick gets shot on the ice. Yeah. That's her. the friend we were talking about, which I don't think Mickey ever finds out, actually. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he... Because then now he's trying to escape. Mm. There have been shots fired in the venue, and people are running. So then there's just... Oh, I'm running this way, and I'm running this way, and they're running over there, and we've got to get across well, people, over here. If
1: you, If you fire a rifle inside of a bu- crowded building. That's as much chaos as you can possibly imagine Well, get. also, Everyone's gonna everyone was
0: watching this woman on the ice skating right. get shot in the chest, and right. collapse to the floor. Yeah. Even, it's not the gunshot. I mean, it might have been mm-hmm. the gunshot, but it was also the witness of the murder. Right. Um, and so everybody's running. And then Jonathan Price shows up. What a...
1: At this point, we thought he was dead from the last car chase.
0: Yeah, there was a car chase.
1: The end with his car flying off the end of an uh, un, uh, unfinished freeway. A freeway, right. Into a, a real ca- speed situation. Right. And, uh, into
0: like a construction site. So he and mm-hmm. Deirdre had been pulled out of the car, but we didn't know what state they were in. And then the car exploded because it's in a movie.
1: And then um, at, this, so at this point, when we see Jonathan Price, he looks
0: He's got like burns on his face. He's looking pretty Like the of wild. the Opera or something. Yeah. He, he does not look good. Yeah. Um, and they all get out. And Robert De Niro finds Deirdre and is like, go. Like, he should be killing her. But like, he kind of loves her a little bit. And also, he doesn't, I don't think, like killing people that he knows. (laughs) Strangers are fine.
1: People he knows. So
0: he is like, go. And she's like, you go too. We could both go. And he's like, just fucking go. I need to kill Seamus. I'm here for Seamus. And that's the trigger right there. that's the first time that we know that he knows who the fuck Jonathan Price is. And maybe that that was his whole raison (laughs) d'etre was to get to this. Uh, Irish terrorist. He gets shot, and Vincent is shot, and then Jonathan. They find Jonathan Price, and they've they've both been wounded. Jonathan Price grabs a woman and uses her as a shield. It's yeah. real classy, um, <laughs> but then is shot from behind by Jean Renaud. Uh He's like above, up in the rafters or something, uh, allowing uh, Robert De Niro to go ahead and kill him. And get the case?
1: Yes. And I, I I don't He ends up with the case? <laughs> he ends up with the case at the very end uh, Jean Reno is far too far away. He's like in the rafter, of the catwalks. walks. Yeah. So he, he shoots
0: uh, and then he kind of slumps over because he was shot twice in his middle in his body.
1: Uh, the, the to their, it doesn't look so funny because we're aware of the fact that they're wearing um they're, they're wearing vests. Vests all yeah. the time. So it, it's not there's nothing there's nothing phony about this movie. No. It's, know,
0: it's pretty... R- coming cool from the realistic. 80s watching
1: action movies where Arnold Schwarzenegger somehow, in the end of... What is it? He
0: gets shot 45 times well, and Roger, Roger
1: Ebert did this count of the movie Commando. There's a scene near the end where Arnold Schwarzenegger, I believe he kills 120 people without getting shot himself. Um... And these storm are, these troopers, are people with machine guns, and he's doing it like at one point he goes into a garden shed and picks up saw blades and throws them out like frisbees, and but he kills. doesn't get nicked or and and mind you, he's wearing shorts at this point, of course and he you is. know with a bandolier, so you can see his enormous pectoral muscles. So somehow he's essentially naked, running around through hails of gunfire without getting shot. Yeah. So coming no, from the, that, everyone in this movie right, is shot. You're really aware. There's really there's not really this fights as much as there are people struggling with each other and getting hurt even when Jonathan Price is, finds Gregor and is mad at him and starts smacking him around he even has to go into the kitchen to ice his knuckles because he's hurt himself punching yes, him in the
0: face because it hurts to punch someone in the it, face it really
1: does it, it, I don't so yeah we've it.
0: skipped over some things but it ends the
1: plot is so labyrinth and you can't where
0: the, the Deirdre has gotten away
1: uh-huh.
0: um, Jean Renault and Sam and, and Robert Gennaro are in a cafe we're hearing radio talks that basically the uh IRA is not no more but like there are treaties being reached right um in Ireland and and a lot of that is led or is thought to be the fact that the that Seamus is dead.
1: Seamus is not instigating issues between the IRA and the right. Um,
0: but they say that he's right. the, You know the, the, the death of of Seamus. What's his face might have something to do with it.
1: So in other words, it's a real MacGuffin because the uh, the suitcase wasn't even the point. The point was to draw Seamus out. Right. And, it
0: and then we see Robert De Niro and Jean Renault talking, and I was like, they're really friends they're friends um and then sam sees a dude bald dude outside and then he goes and gets in the bald dude's car and i'm like i don't think he's ex-cia i think he's current cia we
1: we're glossing over some of the plot because it takes so many twists it's
0: a it's very twisty Um, oh yeah and at one point they go To to fix uh, Larry's knee when he gets shot, Mm. they go to. uh... Oh no, it wasn't Larry's knee. It It was. was It was to get because earlier Sam had been shot in the side. It got. It went through his vest, Um, and he takes his own. Takes the bullet out himself.
1: He directs. Yeah, the removal No, he does. He
0: does it himself, and then he says, "Can you guys get this from here?" Because I need to pass out. <laughs> um, but they're at this dude who I thought was going to be the doctor, but mm-hmm. wasn't. He was an ex-something. We don't really know what his situation is, but now he makes models.
1: He does big, really lovely dioramas with tiny detailed miniatures.
0: Yes, and he was making a miniature of the story of the 47 Ronin, mm-hmm. who, which is a... Is it a... Apocryphal? I mean, they said no. It's a historical it's a, it's story. A historical it actually story. happened, which
1: is crazy. So
0: forty-seven of these samurai were um, disgraced when their lord was killed by uh-huh. another lord, and then after they like bide their time for three years. For three or something? years, they
1: all lived in disgrace. They pretended to be drunks. They pretended but, to be gamblers. All well, getting time, close to maintaining, maintaining, this other, and it's a really remarkable story because their leader stayed in charge, and he maintained. All these individual threads, secret messages delivered to right. Uh, so for three years they plan their revenge, and then one night they go into the, the castle of the rival who who's responsible for the death of their lord, and they slaughter everyone. Everyone. And
0: then they seppuku. they, sepulcro, they right. Kill themselves sit in the
1: garden and open their bellies. So it's an amazing story. I mean, that's that Yeah, and that's a movie as well. I. That's several movies several because movies, again, yeah. it's, it's it's like a major point in Japanese. Uh, not this is an actual historical event, so. Uh, There's a lot of good films about it, too.
0: Yeah, so he tells him that story. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, We don't know anybody's backstory. We know what Sean Bean's backstory Mm -hmm. isn't, because (laughs) what he says is bullshit. Um, And uh, early in the film, it's like you're supposed to forget who taught you and what... You were taught like right. those were the first two rules of the c i a and maybe the third rule is what you were you know doing <laughs> like uh so but it's very good, it's very good, and there are men friends, and there was only one woman with a speaking role, so definitely been passed back to yes. past but here we are. Well, it,
1: it depends on whether you consider that the briefcase or the case in, in question, which actually is an ice skater's...
0: Uh... Yeah, it's an ice skating case, like a case right. for ice skates. Right. Which they see a bunch of little girls have them, and they're like, uh, excuse me, what, what, what's in that? It's not a bomb. <laughs> no, I Well, skates. you hope. So for all... For for everything, it could have mm. been ice skates for this mm-hmm. famous ice skating lady. Right. That that's what she wanted. It wasn't. But I'm the sure real
1: point is to draw Seamus out of hiding. Right. And then and um, take
0: him out if we can. Yeah. Which he did.
1: Which was much more difficult than it looked. So yeah. Uh, uh, up until the very end. My last people are
0: hardy people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last few minutes of the movie, you don't really know what you know. But I think who you're even shooting. At, I can't remember
0: who. I think it was after the um. The ice skater got killed. I was like, all right, I love you, Jonathan Price, but you need to die now. Like, <laughs> you're bad. You're, like, like, definitively a bad person, and <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Um, Stellan Skarsgård was very good in this. Um, set up to be a nerd, but clearly had, you know, fighting skills. Um,
1: the nerd is a part of a disguise for him.
0: Well, but also he had the computer skills, and a lot of people just assume if you've got computer skills, you don't have physical skills in right. the world. Which, no, not necessarily. Um, anything else that you want to say
1: about it? I think I no, I I really admired the film. I admired it. I liked the kind it of it was very I fun.
0: Liked. Like I said, very violent. Um, and yeah, a little bit rough to just be like oof. All of these innocent people in France are just getting slaughtered for a fight between Russians and the Irish. It's really unfair.
1: Yeah, that, that was a little hard to take because you are watching a lot of, well, it's um really like a, I think a friend of mine mentioned when she was, her and her husband went to go see the recent Superman film with Harry Cavill. It's like... Superman in that film accidentally kills more people than Godzilla did in his movie and that's saying something you know just all sorts of people yeah a lot and and I kind of felt and again I I respect the fact that you're showing me actual violence the way that it happens yeah yeah it's not
0: pretty it's not um
1: it's not decorative it's not aesthetically pleasing it's just people being shot and things blowing up and people but that the, you like. the,
0: the car chases are filmed very well. Right. I'm just like, ugh, so dangerous.
1: Yes, you get real. You get a real feel for how unsafe it is. And there's, yeah, these the, the streets are narrow, they're driving through tunnels, they're driving the wrong way into freeways, it's mm-hmm. just kind of nerve-wracking.
0: Yep. And just mowing down poor yeah. people. Eat. That's why you don't eat outside on the
1: sidewalk. I never eat outside on the sidewalk. Makes no. me nervous. Mm-mm.
0: Um, yeah, that's this movie. We watched it, it was good. Robert De Niro was very good in it.
1: He should do more buddy films. I
0: don't see him he kissing did. ladies very often. He kissed a lady in this movie,
1: he did, or dudes.
0: Did. I don't see him kissing anyone. <laughs> let, me, let me be very clear.
1: <laughs> and she's wonderful. I really, uh, n- Natasha, she's gonna be in Michael a. Hunt
0: bunch of things coming up she's She's just
1: sort of like um she looks sculpted to me she's all eyes and cheekbones and mouth and uh, and lots of hair there's a lot of hair she has great hair moments in this movie which was a little were a little distracting for someone who's leading a terrorist uh, or you know um, a terrorist group essentially Stealing something from another group of terrorists. But aside from that, the whole thing worked out. Sean Bean was really good, even in the, the part that he had. And it's pretty small, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you have anything to recommend this week?
1: Yes, I do. Um, it was a movie we saw just last week, uh, Searching. And it uh, it's... Uh, it's a really odd film. At first, I didn't know if I could actually see it because I get really distracted when there's text and print on the screen at the same time. Um, one of the later um, Paranormal Activity movies, uh, they've been kind of rough for me to watch because you're switching from screen to screen. Right, it's all on
0: computers. And this movie, the conceit of this movie, is the entire thing is on the... Right monitor of a computer.
1: Oh, but, um, but it was done in a really intelligent way. You're actually moving in and out of the computer screen. You're not, just, you're not staring at a static screen, which I didn't want to pay for the experience of. But it's about a father and his relationship with his daughter. It's not giving anything away to say that early in the film you discover through past files that are being loaded onto the computer that the father and daughter have lost um, wife-mom. Wife-mom. Right. Um, she's passed away and that's all told to you during the credits so it's almost like uh, watching Up where there's this very tragic story being revealed to you through the credits and then you're heartbroken before the movie even begins but it's about the relationship between the dad and his daughter and when his daughter goes missing what seems to be him discovering that he doesn't know anything about his daughter, and that's as much as you can get from the trailer. That's
0: what the trailer
1: is. <laughs> and I don't want to give anything away because there's so many twists that go on it's with this film. It's twisty. It's a thriller. But it doesn't at all feel like there's any. Um, there's no false twist to this. It's playing straight with you. That's no. It's definitely fair. Everything is laid in there. All the clues are there, if um, you can follow them and if you pay attention. And that's one of the great things. I like a suspense movie where. The clues are laid in for you, and you can have your aha moment along with the characters in the film. Yeah, you're not being cheated out of anything. It's not like they're withholding from you. And I really like John Cho in this movie.
0: Yeah, it's also it's another movie with mm-hmm. Asian leads, Asian American leads. Right,
1: which... and this could have been anything, anybody. Yep. But his performance as this incredibly determined dad, who is not going to give up on his daughter no matter what is really, really great. And Deborah Messing, who is an actress that I've never had a, a big, you know, I've never been a part of her following, but she's really good in this film.
0: Uh, not a fan of uh, Will and Grace? Well, it was... It's not it, your
1: jam. Well, her character was kind of obnoxious. You're not wrong. <laughs> the group of characters, it was almost like Seinfeld. I could never quite jump on board with it because I just found them all obnoxious. But she's really good in this film, and he's really good. And there's um, the actress who uh, plays his daughter, Michelle Lee, uh, Michelle La, I guess, is really very good. And so there's a lot of character actors. It's all his plot to, or the plot centers around his attempt to find where his daughter is, discovering that he doesn't know much about her Um, and that she could be in, in, um, in sort of like a criminal situation that he didn't predict from her behavior. Clues lead one way, clues lead another way. The police are being really helpful. They're they're trying to find what happened to her. It's Anything else would be giving it away, but it's a really good film. And you're really there with him. You're part of... It reminded me in some ways of Rear Window, where you have someone... Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Jeremy Stewart's character is res- restricted to a wheelchair, and he's utterly helpless. And this father is at sea in this world of technology.
0: Did you just call him Jeremy Stewart? And Jimmy Stewart. Okay. <laughs> I'm like... My brain is picking up things but, in uh, weird ways. But
1: it reminded me of Rear Window in that you're watching somebody who's completely at sea in the world they're at, trying to find a way and holding on to anything. And so at times, even I knew more than he did, <laughs> which is amazing. And then at times, he got the jump just by being so determined and and being sort of reckless with trying to find everything he could about his daughter. Yeah. So it's a really good film. It has a really rewarding ending. It's really very good. So I, I, I really... I, I like thrillers. I don't see them that many of them because I they tend to cop out the endings these days.
0: And I would say mm. that if you're thinking maybe you don't need to see it on a big screen because the whole thing takes place on a screen so you might as well watch it streaming, mm-hmm. give money to a good movie. Like, if you've got the expendable income...
1: Well, I, I felt like... Go see it what, in the theater. That's what I was worried about, that I'm going to be watching basically, you know, a Facebook screen that's going to be 50 feet across. And visually, the director handled the situation in such a way that I didn't feel like I was watching some sort of low-resolution, shaky Yeah, and,
0: it is, and I have seen the first movie that did this a lot was, was the Unfriended movie mm-hmm. with the killer right. killing off people on screens. Um this handles it better, I'd Much say. Better. I mean, it's very different.
1: Well, it's hard to get production value when you're using all these little tiny cameras tucked away in corners. And this film manages to do it by tapping into news footage, by other things, so that you really do feel that you're watching a film production. Yeah. And the performances really anchor it too. These. Uh, I'd argue
0: John Cho's good in everything, so if you can see a movie with John Cho in it, even Harold and Kumar go to White Castle or Escape from Guantanamo or whatever they're doing. (laughs) Right?
1: Uh, I think there's another film. They're doing another buddy picture, aren't they? Mm,
0: I don't know. I mean, Cal Penn's not working in the White House anymore, so maybe. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he got booted when Trump got in there. Uh, Yeah.
1: So what would you recommend? What's your...
0: So my recommend this week is going to be um, sort of a tack-on, because we'd mentioned it previously, Uh but now we've watched the entire season, and that is Castle Rock on Hulu, um, the Wednesday night replacement for Handmaid's Tale. And we've now gotten ten episodes. We've watched the entire first season. That's right, I said first season, because they did pick it up for a second season. And Uh um, I thought that it concluded satisfactorily. Okay, so here's the thing about Stephen King and endings. Now, I know he didn't write this, but it's based on his stuff, and so it should come as no shock that the ending wasn't strong, but also the ending was the ending of a series and not necessarily of of an entire show, and I just use series like the Brits do. So there has to be some open-endedness. And there is, there's, you get answers, but you don't know if the answers you get are accurate or true, excuse me, but I think it's handled very, very well. I'm excited to see where they're going to go next. I'm hopeful it's with Miss Jackie and we're going to get a, a shining uh, throwback, which will be fun with, um, what's her name? I've forgotten her name, Jane oh, Levy. Yes. Or Levy. I'm never sure how hard to hit that first E in her name, Um, who's playing a niece of the Jack Nicholson, Jack Torrance character. Right. Or Stephen Weber's Jack Torrance character. I guess it doesn't... Dealer's choice, whichever Jack Torrance you want to go with. And uh, she is a very compelling character. I think we've said goodbye to some people we haven't said goodbye to everyone and uh i think on a whole that 10 episodes was a good number of episodes to do i don't think they had any it wasn't like there were three episodes in the middle that just dragged to get us to 13 which i think is a that's
1: a problem problem with
0: some of these 13 episode arcs that we've been seeing in various um so yeah so castle rock on hulu it's complete there's 10 episodes there to watch. You could binge them all in a weekend.
1: And it's, it has a good continuity. I like the the idea that it's trying to create a cohesive world out of all these things that have happened in King's stories over time. Yeah. And it creates a sort of an overarching, ex- not necessarily I also like
0: the, the meta-ness of having people who have acted yes. in other Stephen King projects as not those characters in this Stephen King project. I think that's fun and interesting. Um, His work always has all all has these sort of ribbons running through them and these meta arc things. I mean, he is his a character in one of the Dark Tower. Stephen King is a Mm. character in one of the Dark Tower books. So I mean, he's big on the meta stuff too. I think it amuses him, and so he. Well, I
1: mean, that was something that Edgar Rice Burroughs used to do. Like, uh, I didn't really write this book. Somebody left me a manuscript because I met Grace Burroughs, and they knew that I write weird stuff. Oh,
0: interesting. So that
1: he... yeah, no, in <laughs>
0: this case, it's definitely because the Dark Tower is supposed to be sort of a overarching wheel mm-hmm. of a story. His um, post-accident self makes really? an appearance. Yeah.
1: that's that's amusing
0: yeah so uh spoiler alert on uh one of the books it's either the fifth one or the seventh one i don't think it's the sixth one because i think the sixth one was full flashback i haven't read them in over a decade so uh but yeah if you like stephen king or you know gritty storytelling check out castle rock you don't need to know
1: yeah, you don't. I, the I'm entire backstory with Stephen King as you are some of our right. friends um, who know all the characters backward and forward. These I,
0: are fresh characters right. for for the most part. You're not even going to see any characters that are in books except one.
1: But you'll get some. I think thematically, there's a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. in there. And, and be, but
0: there's you know there's narrative and, right. and stuff that that places you in the world in a in a comfortable way. So yeah, you don't have to come in having read a hundred books. Right. As preparation.
1: No, that's what like, I appreciate. You don't feel like, yeah,
0: you need to be but this a, a file, this the, king file to the
1: performers to... though. Andre Holland is really good. Um, Bill. Well Sparthard, I've never
0: seen in anything else. Yeah. Um,
1: Jane Levy Levy, as you said, Sissy Spacek, Scott Glenn it's this amazing cast, and yeah, Scott
0: Glenn and Sissy Spacek Terry together O'Quin. are so good. Yeah,
1: there's just a lot of really great performances. Carol
0: Quinn was a really interesting choice, right. too, because we see him first off, and then we think that he's going to be our star. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you why. But nah.
1: <laughs> and there's some really sinister characters in it. There's some really, and again, warning, there's going to be moments of shocking violence too. Yes,
0: there is. Especially, so, uh, what, end of episode four, yeah. I want to say.
1: But just people think, Stephen King. There is surprising violence right. where you're like,
0: it's pretty low-key, not a lot happens in this show. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> All of the things just It's happened.
1: kind of like a Crouching Tiger where the first 15 minutes are just people talking, and suddenly they're doing kung fu, yeah, right? Yeah, I
0: didn't get past the first 15 minutes, and I believe that you're misstating 15 for 45. No, 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 no.
1: It's, It happens somewhere in the first I'd 15 or 20 minutes after conversations, and suddenly everything is exploding on screen. It stays I think that I way. bailed
0: at the 35 minute mark. Mm-hmm. I was bored out of my mind. Yeah,
1: we'll have to visit that one again. I don't think so.
0: Alrighty, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Next week, we watch... Miracle at St. Anna which I consistently want to call Santa Anna Uh because that's how that works but I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that because when you shorten Santa Mm -hmm. does it still get shortened to ST?
1: You know, I've never really thought about it.
0: It's very confusing to me. Anyways, Spike Lee Joint 2008 and that's next week. Uh... Anything else? Nope. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, both latecomers, podcasts. You can find us that way. Uh, If you want to rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing, and we would like it very much. If you have any questions, concerns, uh, ideas, things that we should be doing, or things that we should be watching... Uh, you can find us at latecomerspod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us uh, at latecomerspod. And Lemuel's book, great for the holiday season, and by holiday season I mean Halloween, uh, is Sealing Night and that's on amazon.com. You can look for Lemuel Gonzalez or you can look for Sealing Night, S W E L I N G
1: and I changed. Look under your bed, though. Something's hiding there, and it doesn't like you.
0: Well, just keep your feet under the covers, and it's fine. That's the rules. Um, I think that is everything. We thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And we will talk to you next week. And remember,
1: better better late than than never. never.